2: Well, what's up,
0: everybody? Uh, this is uh, Brian Nichols, and I'm here with Eric Lancaster and Brandon Hagman, who Brandon was on the podcast with me uh, last week, Hey-o. and uh, Eric's a good friend of ours, but we are in uh, episode two or part two or zero zero two of a series that we're doing weekly called Coastline Convos. And um, you know, right now, the thing that we all have in common is, you know, for the majority of the three of us, we all live in New Smyrna Beach. Uh, We all, at some point, uh, either are or have been have worked for Coastline Church. I think uh, a couple of us attend it, but we're kind of doing this out of uh, the tension that has been built in uh, the coronavirus situation that's going on in in America. Uh, but that's not all that we're going to be talking about. I think it's just kind of a starting point. And so we're going to take the next few minutes and just kind of try to catch up on life and see what's going on uh, with the three of us and uh, allow that to be an opportunity to get some context for you guys, uh, people that are listening, of who we are and, uh, and what's going on in our lives. So with that, what's going on, people?
2: Coronavirus. No, I was just, when you were saying that, I was just thinking that um, when they came across uh, in the news and they said, you know, you're going to have to uh, stay at home and just hang out, like, and sit on your couch and watch TV and eat snacks, I'm like, you heard him honey (laughs) i gotta gotta stay
1: at home sorry i can't go anywhere you've officially
0: been told what to do
2: they had to (laughs) they had to add in
1: add in that eat snacks part so that the economy would stay stay strong
2: exactly (laughs) so i just have her going down to the store to make sure she gets loads up
1: on the friday snacks and hey babe on Mm -hmm. your way home i'm I'm sorry (laughs) the governor said snacks yeah, it's not, it's not me. <laughs> it's not me, but I'll eat them. Yeah, last, exactly. uh,
0: last week, Brandon and I, we kind of gave a status of like where we are with the whole quarantine issue and, or not issue, but you know, uh, what we've decided for our families. Uh, Eric, I know you're married to Cynthia. Cynthia's got a, a job in the, I, I, I don't know if you'd call it, is, I guess, medical industry. Yeah, uh, it's healthcare. So what's your guys' response to all this stuff?
2: I mean, for me, I'll, I'll go into it later about, like, what we do at Bridge in the Gap, but, like, for her, I mean, she's just, she's kind of still on the front line. She has to go in when she goes in. Uh, the medical, you know, people in the medical field are exposed. I mean, extremely exposed. There's a, you could get into the whole thing about the shortage of uh, equipment and masks and all those things. So, my hope is that she, you know, she's always followed certain protocols, so I'm just, uh, she continues to do that, but... Um, you know, I kind of this sort of thing. You put in, putting it in God's hands because she's yeah, out yeah. there. She's out there every day, and so and she's with nurses, she's with doctors, she's with other therapists, and there are people in her department that are actually, uh, you know, calling in sick now. And so Man. it's you know it's gonna be kind of sketchy for a while. So
0: yeah. So what do you guys do? What, what does that mean at home? Like you guys. Still doing social distancing and stuff, yeah, or are you she, trying to? She,
2: yeah, she lives outside and uh, no I'm kidding. <laughs> no, 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 that's no, a, that's a, a quick way for you to live outside <laughs> yeah, saying right. that stuff. She's in <laughs> a, a tent. Snacks, yeah, but, right. you just hose yeah, her down yeah. when she gets home. And, you know, <laughs> it's like, no, but I mean, like she comes in really pretty much as soon as she walks in the door. She takes off her uniform or her scrubs and throws them in the wash and jumps in the shower and, um, you know, again she tries to follow the protocol at the hospital. um every day and then you know here at home it's just the two of us so um you know we do our best to i mean you know taking our positions on the couch i guess yeah you know but you know we still you know there's only so much distance you can get and so yeah but the thing is for us it's just the two of us so that that is helpful
0: yeah is she she pretty you guys pretty nervous about this stuff or is it kind of what's your temperature on it
2: yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I am—I I do believe that, you know, there's a lot of different things floating around about it. Um, I, I do believe that it is, you know, worse than the flu. Um, I believe it's more contagious. Um, but as far as getting it, I mean, when it comes, it comes. I don't know what this is, again, what this yeah. is going to look like. I just, yeah. I, don't, I, I don't live in fear, but not to be morbid, I just don't live in that world of you know whatever ends up happening we'll do the best we can and yeah. if we get something um hope you know we'll get through it or you know i just try to put again try to put that stuff in god's hands and
0: yeah
1: you know. i hear you yeah the late great uh kenny rogers um mm-hmm. i actually posted this on your wife's when she posted that about it it's interesting because I feel like I'm probably too young to care, but I loved Kenny Rogers. And yeah. the one thing that always stuck out in my head was that line that I posted on uh, Cynthia's page. And it's really makes me think about like what's happening now is it's the trust in God, but lock your doors. Yeah, and I'm like, man, that's so true. It's like, yeah, I don't live in fear, but I'm still going to take all the right steps. Especially yeah. I think, I really think that yesterday was a turning point. Um, yesterday was, the day that we became the number one country in the nation for outbreaks. Mm -hmm. Uh, We we broke the 82,000 mark yesterday and we broke the 86,000 mark today for confirmed Mm. cases. And then yesterday the 20th person died in our state from the disease and our county jumped to, I think, 19 or 20 people confirmed. So it's getting closer to home, especially having people that we love and care about. I've got family that works in the healthcare system too. And, it's um, it's interesting to see like how how brave even those people are being, but knowing that they're literally walking into the walking into the lion's mouth, you know, walking yeah. in, knowing that it's you know they're they're probably working at a hospital that potentially has cases there, whether it's been confirmed or not, they're more than likely there. So it's interesting, yeah. Like the Natalie and I, uh, our position hasn't changed at all. But it's been literally just since yesterday, watching the people around us, it's almost like an about face. Like, not a big deal. And then all of a sudden, they're like, oh, it's here. Like, it's really feels like the the alien spacecraft is now overshadowing <laughs> the, <laughs> your, your White House. <laughs> How about you, Brian?
0: Um, yeah, it's been one of those things where we're still trying to stay away from people you know i've got a job on the beach side as well doing property management and you know majority of the people there are over the age of 60. right so it's been it's been one of those things where it's it's kind of tough uh to you know it it, i i realize it's really hard to see someone's face when they see you back away from them you know it's because it's kind of like one of those things like it's they they take some people kind of take can take it personally like well there's something wrong with me sure and and you know the truth is i'm not doing that you know like i'm, I'm trying to actually protect them you know i we talked last week that i've been uh, overseas not even a week ago and so i'm still in this you know uh, two week time period where i'm trying to be cautious but uh you know it's it's things are just real weird man you know you got some people that are you know i literally had a guy up that came and wanted to try to hug me today and i had to tell him hey uh man i i appreciate it but i'm trying to watch you watch out for you mm-hmm. and then um and then me and eric though like i passed the microphone off to <laughs> for the podcast today and you could tell like both of us were like uh who's gonna don't come any closer <laughs> yeah you know, i'm like i, I hope
1: he's not coming in, <laughs> 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 please don't step in bro i please don't lysol step in i lysol this microphone immediately <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> well and it is uh, funny because i think you're right i'm like it's like well if, if he sees me lysol it will he be offended i'm like dude like heck no I know, and I know you won't be. It's, but I, I get when you think that about someone else. You're like, I don't want them to think that I think they're gross. It's like, well, that's not yeah. even the point. The point is, yeah. I don't want to potentially. It's not that I don't want to get something from you. I don't want to give yeah. you something I might have on me. Like, it's, yeah, it's. Yeah. A, I think it's going to change the way that we interact with people from here on out, at least for, at least for the next twenty years, unless something happens again. But um, I think yeah. it'll. It's really going to change the way that we wash our hands maybe and interact with other people and think about what we're picking up and touching and passing along. And, um, which you think we would have already thought that through the flu, but (laughs) yeah, if you don't know anyone that's ever died from flu, I guess you wouldn't, you wouldn't act that way. Um, you know, I think for, um,
0: where we're going next, obviously things are going to change. Um, part of, part of what I wanted to do today as we kind of, uh, hang out. And, uh, yeah, you know, I, I guess technically, you know, if in this podcast of me and Brandon are the hosts, Eric is going to be the, the guest. you know, Eric's Eric's kind of going to be the one that, that third person is gonna be the one that kind of rotates each week, but we want to have Eric on and, uh, talk a little bit about his story and where he's at and what he's doing specifically now and how it's changed in this, in this time. Uh, but you know, we're, we're good friends with Eric. You know, we've, man if we had a dollar for every time we've eaten at taco shack together or izzy's or something you know we we do life pretty regularly uh together and so um but primarily in you know this tense situation i want to i want to connect with eric on like uh what's he what's he's doing in life and kind of how he how he got there and so so eric you're you're the director is that the position you are you call yourself
2: yeah, I mean, I, I just say director of operations. I'm the director of operations. I'm the janitor, director of operations. Owner, program. operator, I mean, like, judge, I'm, executioner. I'm, I'm I think, <laughs> I think
0: Brandon's, Brandon's label is Time Lord, right? Yes, you the time, time lord of time company. Lord. Yeah, it's official. Uh, so you're the director of operations for Bridging the Gap. And yes. tell us, just give us a little brief history. Like, or maybe if you were to find Bridging the Gap on Wikipedia, what's the first paragraph? What does it say? What's the first, first paragraph?
2: Um, Well, we're just a faith-based nonprofit um, that's dedicated to helping the people in the community um, to get back on their feet and function independently. And uh, that's kind of our total goal. I mean, the the front part of it is we do the food. The food is what, you know, initially attracts people and brings them in. But our overall thing is to help people to get out of a place of need.
0: Yeah, so you're providing uh, some meals uh, you're providing some life coaching, mm-hmm. but when we've talked in the past specifically, you're trying to help reach the people that uh, are on the cusp of you know, maybe becoming homeless or not being able to mm-hmm. pay their bills and stuff. And you're trying to not uh, enable them to be in the place that they're at, but you're trying to give them the tools necessary to, it's just in the name, bridge the gap to right. being self-sufficient again. And uh, I know you, I know you guys have been doing a, a great job of that. Um, how does that How does that get started? How does it How did that How do you even see that that was something that you felt you should be
2: doing? Well, um, I have always I've always been like kind of drawn towards helping people with um, with food. The reason is is because it's a such a basic need, and it kind of kind of shocks me that in this country that there are people. Mm-hmm. Who go without food. I mean, we have so much. There's such an abundance here. In other countries, sometimes I could see it because of availability and and location. But here, we throw out enough food to feed everybody who needs food. So that was kind of my starting point with it. And then being next door to where we are now, next door to frog ministry, uh, frog takes care of the homeless. So I wanted to pick a segment of the population that they don't. And that's families, individuals, and families who are not homeless but might be on a trajectory to that, or just are in are in need.
0: Yeah. So, for so people know, Frog is an organization here in Volusia County that uh, is a they call it a free thrift store. Is that what it is? I think they call it a resource center. But uh, you know, pretty much for people that are in need that don't have money to go shopping frogs a place that they can go mm-hmm. and pretty much shop for free. Right. Yes. That's pretty cool. Um, so to not to get to too far down the rabbit trail, but like it, it, there takes some spurring or something to kind of cause that change or that desire to do that in you. Uh, there, there's something that initiated it. Right. And so, uh, I remember when you came in and told me that you were going to do it, you were, I think you were working at coastline at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just said, you know, I remember you saying something like, Hey dude, I just feel like God's telling me that, you know, this is the next step. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is how I'm supposed to be helping. Uh, you know, it, it was one of those. And for me, it was like, I mean, you knew that you weren't going to get a paycheck or anything at the beginning of it. It was just kind of a step of faith. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how did that go when you talked to Cynthia about it? Like, how do you, you know, you went to your wife pretty much and said, Hey, I feel like God's telling me to do something. How's, how's that conversation go?
2: I mean, it's, you know, it's a little, it can be a little difficult, I guess, but she kind of knows my heart from where we're at. And there's been a couple of times over the years that I've tried to do something similar to this and ended up drifting back into uh, the corporate world. And so, this time was yet I you know, I'd gone to her again and just said, you know, this is something, you know where how I am about this. This is something I'm gonna try again. I don't know where it's gonna lead, but I feel that I just feel so called to do this that I can't not do it. So I've gotta I've gotta to continue to try this until I figure this out. And so that's where now we've been doing this it was a, a year in January. So we've been doing it for a while. I'm still not at the paycheck part yet, but you know, I'm hoping that that'll eventually come. But in the meantime, you know, we've scaled back a lot. I mean, there's things we just don't do. There's, you know, we don't have new cars, we don't have uh, other debts and things like that, but you know, it's not that I'm missing any meals as you can, <laughs> as you can see, but, but still there are some things that you end up saying, okay, we're not gonna do that, we're gonna do that, and, right. and just making some choices.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, say, I I want to say more about um the name bridging the gap because I think that's I think that's a big piece like Brian was saying the food itself doesn't it might keep you it's the teach a man to fish versus give a man a fish type of scenario yeah. is you're not just giving the man a fish your goal is to teach them to fish teach them to work teach them to some don't drive how to balance a checkbook like um mm-hmm. say more about uh why why bridging the gap? Why not just feeding people? And I don't want to lead you too much, but I want you to kind of go to that story that you originally told me a long time ago about the man you knew that uh, with his truck when his truck was down.
2: Right. So, I mean, that, that particular story was a gentleman who was coming in to see me when I worked at a place up in Atlanta. And this guy, and I said, you know, what's your story? And he told me, he said, he used to uh, work construction. He made 50000 60000 a year. His wife stayed home with the kids. And um, one day his truck, his truck broke down. <clears throat> Couldn't get his truck fixed. Ended up over a period of a couple of weeks, he loses his job. Then they end up losing the house. Then they end up moving into a hotel. And all of this could have been taken care of if back when his truck broke down, somebody had been there to help him fix his truck. You know, and even even to the point where he would have paid them back at the time or figured something out. And and I just saw that as a as an opportunity to be out there for the people in our community to let them know that they have a place to go. And and we're not there yet, like with fixing cars or things like that. But I'm hoping that someday we will be. I'm hoping someday we'll be able to offer them all of these things to where a person who comes in and says, gee, I don't know. I'm here and I want to get here, but I don't know how to do it. And right. I say, well, and if I know how to do it, I'll help you. Or if I don't, I'm like, hey, come back in a week. I'm going to talk to everybody I know. and We're going to yes. figure this out together. Keep coming back here, though. And in the meantime, I'll give you food while you're doing it. But let's get you out of this. I mean, it yeah. could take three months. It could take six months. It could take a year. But if our goal is to put you on a path to get out of this situation. Because in the long run, nobody really wants to be in that spot. A lot of times people say, well, they like being homeless or they like being this. And nobody really likes that. Sure. Um, they settle into it and it's all that they know. But if you show them a, a, a real path to get out, most people are, they were, they're interested. They want to do it. They just need to know how.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's... Um... That, that that's the thing is that bridging the gap can you like uh, that same individual comes in and tells you their story about their truck and how they went from 50 60 grand a year and then now they have nothing and you say man that's awful here's a box of lucky charms yeah. like that doesn't <laughs> it's not good it's true. it's not the same and like you said and not everybody's gonna have the the ability to go well i've got the money to fix your truck but to get off the phone with someone like that and literally go to work and be like, who knows who that can get this guy and get this guy back to where he was. Or you you know what I mean? Like he lost his job in a, in a matter of a week because he couldn't get to work because one part of his truck was broken. Like, and I don't think everybody really understands unless they've been there, how thin the line is between living in a home and being on living in a car it's i always say we're all i always say we're all six feet from the street um it doesn't take a whole lot of things to fall out of balance to to find yourself in a position like that and i think one thing that especially you're doing uh, i know that you're and i don't want to speak for you but your desire to connect with the churches because the community aspect is is key and Mm -hmm. say, say more about that about how you uh, in inviting the community into what you're doing instead of trying to do it one-handed. Well, yeah. And that's, that's a
2: big thing is I, I've been reaching out for the whole time we've been doing this into the community to find out what is it that people do. And so, you know, sure. somebody might, somebody might say, well, I don't have any, I can't give you any resources, but I know how to do taxes. I don't can't right. do this, but I know how to work with uh, veterans administration, or I know how to do, I'm like, great, let's go ahead and plug you in to what we're doing. We'll get a, together. Uh, we'll start letting our people know that are coming through the door that we have different people to plug into different things, you know, even go so far as to put a class together and say, come on in. You know, budgeting is a big thing. A lot of times yeah. people have more money than they think that they have. They just don't understand where it's going. And so yeah. that kind of stuff. But to pull this community in, you know, again. When you're talking about, like I had a guy come in the other day to get food and he said, by the way, I'm a mechanic and Mm. I can fix anything. And I said, and I am I take his name down because something's going to come up. God's going to put somebody across my path that needs their car fixed. And then I'm going to go to somebody else and say, I need an alternator and I'm going to go, I might have to go to a hundred people and get $2 from each person and get get an alternator, have this guy put it in and I fix that guy's car and given this other guy purpose for what he, he feels better about do you know everything and and so and then down the road get him a job you know as i talk to more businesses and things like that sure you know i mean you could plug him in that's how it works as we start working as a community and doing these things and i just i feel right. that this is possible yeah so you think, think of it's... a
0: bridge sorry no you're you good think, you think of a bridge you know it spans we got bridges in new Newsomer or whatever it spans a gap between the island and the mainland right there's this this is just a connection you know, uh, and a bridge, there probably is a technological, you know, there are technological marvels, whatever. There's a lot we could go into, but like, it doesn't do anything after that. It just is a connection. And so, you know, for the mm-hmm. part of what you, not to say you're not doing anything, but like your organization, it, you're very much trying to connect like, Hey, oh, here's yeah. a mechanic mm-hmm. with here's a lady that's in need of an alternator or whatever, you know, you're, you're providing the alternator and, and allowing them to do it. Um, you know, cause it, it ver- there very much is a risk. I didn't tell you this yet, Eric, but I had a, a close friend of mine, someone who helps out at coastline and, um, he actually helps in the tech, the tech department. Uh, but he came to me and you know, his, his car blew up. There was, there was just nothing. It was, you couldn't drive it anymore. He thought it was a belt and, you know, come to find out he had like somehow shot a piston out of his engine. Like it was,
1: <laughs> wow. it's not The same. Thing. It's, oh, it sounded
0: like a bag <laughs> of hammers. It was crazy but because because he did not have a car like he couldn't go to work because he couldn't go to work he couldn't pay his bills because he couldn't pay his bills he's worried about getting kicked out just like what you were saying yeah. And it's 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 just one of those things that's like if it hadn't been for him having some friends or uh us being able to step in and bridge that gap you know guys out on the street mm-hmm. literally homeless and yes. uh you know for someone like you man i commend you uh uh, as a, as a church, as a, as your friend, as a, as a pastor, man, I love the fact that I see in you, you being that, you being that connection between people and uh, their needs. And uh, I don't know if the audio is cutting out. It sounds like garbage in my, in my head right now, but um, being a connection, I think is important. And mm-hmm. the que- the question I would want to ask you is like, like i know your i know your history i know you came from corporate world you came from i mean you're a super smart guy and if you put your mind if you wanted to go out and make a bunch of money in the world today that wouldn't be an issue for you to do you've got the 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 know how and the connections to do it why bridging the gap
2: like what what caused that 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 to happen i mean overall i i just i continue to feel this burn like almost burning desire to do you know again being in being in a you know many people that might be listening are in a you know corporate jobs or different things but you know you you make money you buy stuff you do things i was i had all the things that everybody has and it's not that i don't enjoy that stuff but there was just no for me there was no fulfillment there was no it didn't do anything and the first time that i began to volunteer places and to truly help others that's when I felt that I understood really what Jesus was talking about when he said about serving, because there's the people who who do it and who have done it understand there's something that happens. And so that's a, it's such an amazing feeling. I'm like, you know, this is, I want to do this all the time. I want to be here all the time in this place. And I know that if I do this, I truly feel that God will take care of it. And he always has. And it's like, it's never quite the way you think, but it's always, again, everything, it just comes through. Like the other day, for instance, I had somebody come by and they said that they needed a bed for their daughter. The daughter had been sleeping on the floor for two years. And I said, okay, I don't know what I can do, but let me take down your info. And I'm not kidding you. Later on that day, somebody stopped by and said, hey, I got a bed. Do you know somebody who needs it? And I'm like, yeah, just dump it off here in my store. I'm going to call this. Lady. It took me a week to get a hold of the lady to come back. But again, that's the kind of stuff that, like, I just believe that, that if you make yourself available, God brings these things. It just, it just begins to happen. And the more that I make myself available, the more that he shows up. And almost like he's, you know, saying, hey, try, you know, test me again. And it's just like, and every, every time I do, every time I push it, he shows up. And the, the more I push, the bigger he shows up.
0: I think there's also an aspect of of like joy that you get out of it. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I understand that feeling of like, man, you, you've got the ability to go out and buy stuff or go to where you want to go or and and, and to to that not be able to fulfill the the that feeling of of purpose or whatever. Mm-hmm but something as simple as making that connection or bridging the and helping someone else and yeah. connecting a bed with someone may not that. It's br- that, almost like it does bring the joy, you know, the joy oh, yeah. of what a new car would or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. is, uh, is, is, doesn't hold a lick to being able to help someone out. Doesn't have a bed, doesn't have groceries, yeah. doesn't have a food. Yeah. And, um, uh, man, I just think that's, um, that's something that, I, what you have in that I wish that like a lot more people had like that under that because you get it. You understand like the stuff doesn't provide that, but helping out my neighbor, helping out the people in our community does.
2: Right. And I, and I truly think that, you know, the reason that, that in scripture they talk about serving, the reason that we do this is because that's the way God wired us. So that when we do what he said to do, then suddenly we feel a joy that only he can give us. And it's like, and it's just true. I mean, I'm just talking about from actually experiencing these things. And the more I do it, the, you know, to lift, to help lift somebody out when somebody comes in and I help them get a job and they don't need to come in anymore. Like that's amazing because like I've improved the quality of their life, but all's I did was show up. All's I did was just extend to them, uh, some courtesy, some some help with resume, or given a place just to apply for a job. But again, when we do these things, we experience a there's a different kind of joy that you experience doing it that you can't get from anything else. You you just can't.
1: Yeah. Tell us um, you kind of you've touched on where you've come from and what uh, motivates you, and then also uh, what you see for the future of bridging the gap. Uh, tell us, what does it look like when on a, on a day that you're sitting in the office and someone walks in? What, what happens from the very first hello to the time they leave?
2: Um, I mean, it's, it's always different. You know, it's like a lot of times, you know, people come in. The, the minute that they come in, they're like, hey, I'm here. I'm here. I hear you give out food. And I said, well, I said, go ahead and have a seat you know, let's talk for a minute. I said, yeah, we do. And I said, but that's just, you know, again, part of what we do. And I begin to explain to them, I said, you know, this is really what we're here for. We're here to take care of that need today. And it's amazing though, how people, they begin to, their face changes, their whole demeanor changes when they realize that you're actually there to help them, like beyond the food, because most of the time people people aren't um there and it's not that they are not there for them maliciously it's like it's just like a, say for instance uh, maybe another food bank and I'm not picking on any particular one they're there to give out food that's what they do and when they come into my place and say I'm going to give you food but then I'm going to help you try to figure out something more I'm going to put one of the things I always tell them I'm going to try to put money in your pocket how would you like that nobody says I wouldn't like that they all like yeah that's okay, let's talk. And I'm like, yes, I got you. You know, let's, and I said, you know, and then come back next month. And if you want to in between getting the food, because you get it once a month, come on in and talk to me about whatever you want to. If you want to get a job, talk to me about that. If you want to learn something on the computer, I've helped people do taxes, resumes, all kinds of things, but letting them know that there is a place where somebody cares about them you wouldn't believe how it changes. I mean, just the, yeah. the look on their face, just everything about them. It just, again, and that makes you feel good because you know you you made them, you know, because a lot of times people in these positions, we say that we're not prejudiced against people who are poor, but, and whether you are aware of it or not, we do treat people different. And these people mm. are used to being treated different and yeah. they're not used to being treated well. And when they get somebody who truly cares about them and they know it, it just it's just amazing it's amazing what yeah. begins to happen
1: as a as a nonprofit faith-based organization what um how much of that faith-based aspect plays into your interaction with people
2: so we do um i mean we take prayer requests for people we pray with people when they come in i'm i typically ask people you know can i pray for you today and you know, so most everybody usually says yes, but they know that we're you know, I let them know I, that this is up front, this is a faith based organization. I i do want to work more on maybe providing them. I, I give them um, a card from like Coastline if they don't have a church, I will ask the question, Do you have a place where you attend church? um And we get into it. Like the other day, there was a lady who she's been coming for probably about six months. And out of nowhere, she just said, you know, I've got some questions about God and I wanted to yeah. ask you. And I'm like, oh, that's super cool. <laughs> I'm like, that's, <laughs> I love that. I'm like, that's great. I guess, do you want to talk now? Or do you want to come in on a day when nobody's coming in here and we can just sit together with you and your husband and, and talk and they ended up coming back another day. And we just sat down and talked about
1: yeah. God and she had questions and it was, it was really cool how does how does being faith based uh play into obviously you said you work with a lot uh, your your goal is to work with some churches, but um what about with the rest of the community that might not be maybe like restaurants or local schools or mm-hmm. um you' are you looking to primarily work with faith other faith based organizations or are you open to other, mm-hmm. i i guess i guess if a if a restaurant or somebody like that came to you, would they be a little off put by your overly, I don't know, overly outward with your faith-based aspect.
2: No, I mean, I'm not like hitting people with a Bible when they walk in the door or something. Sure. It's just like, you know, I don't think so because if they, I have never talked to a person when I told them what I'm doing, that they were put off by it. Because yeah. what I tell them is I'm helping people to, again, to get out of whatever situation they're in and function independently. Everybody gravitates mm. towards that. Nobody sure. says, well, gee, that that sounds terrible. Why don't you just let them stay where they're at? You know? So again, you know, and I, and I make no bones about it as far as it being a faith-based place. But for the most part, again, if I'm not grabbing, you know, the minute that I talk to a restaurant owner and say, Hey, you know what, before we talk, let's pray. And uh, you know, I don't, you know, unless they want to go down that road. I mean, but I don't, again, I don't push my faith on them, but I, you know, I do let people know that I come from a place of faith and it is a faith-based organization, but I have never,
1: I don't believe I've ever scared anybody off by that. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I know we're getting close to wrapping up. Uh, I've got one more question. I know Brian has one as well. How or why are you still open right now? Everybody around you is shutting down. Restaurants, everything's shutting down. Churches even are stopping. And why are you still open? And how? How are you able to be? So what we do is
2: we've always operated by appointments since we opened, even though a lot of people don't always – follow that guideline but now they are so what happens is you make an appointment say you're coming in at tuesday at 10 o'clock you pull up out front you text me to let me know you're there you pop open your trunk and i just walk out with the food put it in your car we might have a quick conversation with you in the car and me you know social distancing but at the same time we're continuing we can do what we do with the food part of this now the the interaction the relationship building that i really love to do we're not doing that as much but Mm if I'm doing this through this period, the people know, again, we're still maintaining a relationship. We're still, we're still talking. And when this is over again, then we go back to, um, you know, we go back to the way we were doing it before, but for now,
1: how are you able to maintain financially viable? Um, (laughs) Sometimes (laughs) that's a little hard. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah
2: well, my wife goes to work and so it 's like she's still she still she makes the money um for that part of it, and then we do get donations so we 're still we are a little bit um short you know each month but we we pick up that but it is you know over a period of time we have gotten more and more um but we you know again we can always use we can always use that piece of it because it does it costs money we still have to pay rent where we 're at we have to pay. Uh, you, internet, we have to pay, even though I I don't take a salary, we still, the food, the food is significant. And so it can be, um, it can be a lot.
0: Yeah. Um, you were talking, Brian asked a question earlier about uh, the faith-based part of it. And I couldn't help but think that as you were talking, like, the, the way that you're able to help bridge the gap with the people is based off of your past knowledge of life. And I mean, you're writing resumes uh, because like you've written resumes. I mean, you know how to do all that. So just, I think it probably also makes sense that like, I mean, you found this thing, you found it to uh, be true that things don't give you peace or fulfillment or joy, mm-hmm. but serving Christ has given you that. Right. so it, I think it probably just makes sense that like, I mean, that's a part of, you're not just, uh, you're not just, you know, communicating your faith for the sake of communicating your faith. It's like, man, this is part of what has allowed you to feel successful and you to feel, you know, feel that fulfillment and to, yeah. to live in what you believe is Christ's best for you. Um, yeah, and so I think for you, if I, if I had to put it, wrap it up in the thing, the reason why you're doing bridging the gap is because uh, like, that's your heart is for that to happen in people's lives for them to be come out of the tough thing they're in and mm-hmm. have someone help them to get to a point where, Hey, you can live, you can live fulfilled too. You can live uh, full of joy and happiness uh, as well. The opportunity is there um, yes. you know for, for you to happen. It was with Christ. Um, you know, for, for other people, it's, you know, you're going to, you're going to teach them different ways to do life, but you're also going to, you know, point them to Christ as well. I think that's, uh, I think that's great. What in, you, you've adjusted some things obviously in your social distancing because of what we're going through now. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if you were to, um, help pe- or if you were to give some advice to people that are going through this, uh, COVID-19 stuff, you know, uh, doing home, um, uh, what's the word where you stay at home? Um, quarantine, quarantine. quarantine, you're, you're doing their home quarantine. How can we, home quarantine and still, you know, bridge the, bridge the gap and help people and serve people that are around us? I don't, I don't have an answer for it. This is kind of more of maybe a spitball thing. Uh, but what's some, you know, is there, is there any easy ways that like, you know, you've got bridging the gap, but if I didn't have bridging the gap, is there something I can be doing to, to help out my community?
2: Yeah. I mean, there's always things, there's always organizations that are still operating during this time. So there's things you can do, whether it's, if it's organizations that are helping others um, there's again, there's, there are people out there still doing stuff. So um, that would be my suggestion, or you can help to support those organizations, whatever they are. They're still like uh, ultimately like all of the food banks, I'm pretty sure in town are still open. and if you're looking like i said to to maintain the social distancing i think that there are options for again for serving just um supporting the the people who are doing it just looking further into the community because the things you know there are things out there that's all that i've been i've been able to come across and it's and people are going to start coming out with more and more ideas as time, time goes on, because this is new to everybody. This is like, you know, people are like, well, I'm going to take a couple of weeks off and they're like, well, it's been a couple of weeks and it looks like we got a couple more weeks. And so I do think the dynamic of that is going to change um, shortly and there's going to be more opportunity.
0: Yeah. Um, to, you know, obviously we, uh, coastline, we believe in what you're doing. What God's calling you to do, in um, ministering in this area through bridging the gap. You know, we we are going to continue to financially support and physically physically support and anything that we can, um, because I you know I've seen seen the fruit come from what you're doing I see the impact it has on the community and even the impact on yourself um, if someone's listening now what are what are the biggest needs maybe for for bridging the app uh, I mean obviously I'm, I'm sure that uh, financially uh, is a big thing uh, what are is there is there physical is there groceries and stuff specifically that you you guys need
2: yeah I mean you like you said Financially is is a is a piece of it, but I always tell people people don't like the F word, so I kind of try to stay away from, <laughs> I try to say funding or financial or any of those F words. Well, I wasn't I wasn't trying. Hold on, let's say I wasn't trying yeah, to step yeah.
0: over the, the financial part. No, no, I know. I, I know, and you know that I believe the financial part is the best way, and not because like I mean you've said it. A couple times on this podcast already you're not taking a paycheck yet you don't have a salary or anything Mm -hmm. Uh, the reason why financial is better is because you've been doing this for long enough that you know that hey if someone gives five dollars I can feed ten families or whatever with it and if someone goes to the grocery store and shops at Publix for the things that we need Mm -hmm. they're gonna cover they're gonna cover two families Yeah. So definitely the best bang for the buck and, and what Coastline does and uh, is specifically, we're going to financially support because I know that what you're going to do with it is better than what I can do with it.
2: Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, the other, the other thing too, that I've come up with actually somebody uh, who's a friend of ours at Bridging the Gap, um, she started doing, she's a, lives in the um, condos on the North Causeway. And this is just one idea. She went out to the other people live in the condo, put a flyer out, went on to their website and did a, started doing a food drive for me every three months. And, you know, people can do something like that, which requires, it only requires time. It doesn't require uh, any actual finding. I mean, other than driving the, you know, the stuff over to us, it doesn't really require anything but time. And, you know, to go out within your neighborhood and and maybe do a food drive. We've got on our website, we've got a list of items that we look for. Um, we don't, we don't need any more pumpkin pie filling or anything, like that. So, but we can, I, I don't mind if people clean out their pantries. All I ever ask is people just check the dates because no, we don't, that's something that's something yeah.
0: to hit on. Cause a lot of people hear yeah. food pantry or bank and they think, yeah. man, I'm going to take all the stuff that I don't want or the stuff yeah. that's been expired for <laughs> 10 years. Right. Yeah. And I'm going to yeah. dump them on them. And the only yeah. thing they're giving you is, okay, now I got to take a trip to the dumpster.
2: Yeah, so yeah.
0: One thing I remember you guys said, you said in the beginning, uh, kind of as a guideline is you don't take anything if it's expired.
2: No, I mean, actually no food bank, um, anywhere does, um, yeah. you know, none of the, none of the big ones do, nobody does because it's just, there's just certain guidelines we use and that's just one of them. So yep, that makes um, sense. It, it doesn't have any value to us. I wouldn't eat it personally. I, and that's one of my rules. If I wouldn't eat it, I, w- I wouldn't give it out. So, yep. uh, but again, that's that's criteria that every food bank uses. So it's not uh, specific to me. What's
0: the top five things that you you know say? Hey, these are safe things for people to donate.
2: I mean, I we always can use canned protein. When I say that, I'm talking canned chicken, uh, canned tuna fish, uh, like beef stew. Those are things that go with other things, and then any of your starch items, especially right now. For some reason, everybody made a big run on starch. Like they just, I figure I don't know, maybe they want What's to bulk like up. Pota- they want to bulk up or something. Or something like yeah. That? I mean, yeah. Pasta, potatoes, rice. There's no rice at the grocery store. I don't understand. You can buy 50 pound bags, but I can't give that out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, You're good for the year. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> See you in 2022. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, those are things that people can, can bring, um, Okay. So, so that people are connected well with you, we're going to put some stuff in the description of this uh, as far as like your links and stuff like that to your website. Uh, But where can people get a hold of you? uh, If people are interested in giving financially, where can they do that? Um, And then if they're, if they're, you know, there might be a a thing where people actually in need of bridging the gap or know Mm -hmm. someone who needs bridging the gap, what's the best way to get connected?
2: So um, both, let's see. So on my website, um, is um, you can get all the information as far as how to get in touch with us. Uh, if you call, all of the calls go directly to my cell phone, so you can get in touch with me that way. Um, another thing is on Facebook. I was going to mention that um, one of the things that I was going to ask people to do is if they could go on and, and like, and follow us on Facebook, we have a lot of people. And then if you see a post from us, if you could like it and share it because yeah. that's been really big because it gets all of a sudden my name starts showing up in front of people that have never heard of us before. Um, as far as people coming in that need help, again, they can just call, they just call the number and I'll speak to them directly or I call them back or they can text me and that number's on our, our website, probably the information that you're going to give out, but the the Facebook thing would be huge for the people at coastline. If I could have, because I think most of the people who attend already follow us and like us. And -hmm. if they could just, when they see a post, if they could do that for me, because this is a small, the thing is I love about this area. It's a small community. Edgewater is a small city. New Smyrna beach is a small city and everybody knows everybody through a couple of, a couple of people away, you've touched almost everybody in this community. And if we did that, um, I think that would help too to start getting the resources coming in of people who know how to do stuff like, uh, you know, like the mechanics, like the accountants, like the people say, I'd like to give my time in this area. And the more of those conversations I can have, the more I can connect people with other people.
1: Yeah. I would even say if you're, if you're in the Southern Volusia County area, if you're in new Smyrna beach, edgewater, Oak Hill, if you're anywhere around the Port Orange, follow their follow their Facebook. They've got about thirteen hundred followers as it is, and I follow them. I love I've loved following your page because the stuff that you post is so encouraging to see the smiling faces. You know, this yeah. it's, it's people walk away obviously feeling a little different than when they showed up. They don't feel like oh yeah. I was given food. They feel like they were given hope. I feel like this just. Yeah. <sighs> that are also helping oh my gosh it's like one of the most encouraging pages that i follow on the internet and i would just yeah if you're if you don't already i would follow just uh, go on the search on facebook and look for bridging the gap um the pretty obvious logo it's a bridge and (laughs) it says bridging the gap right under it my friend brian Um, came up with the logo there's the guy (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: yeah well cool man i would say um one thing I want to add to that, you know, the financial part, I know that a lot of people hear stuff like this and they think, man, you know, $5 or whatever is not going to make a difference. What I could contribute is not going to affect in the long run. But I I want people to remember that like uh, this is when it comes to organizations like bridging the gap. I mean, there's not thousands of people that are helping support you financially. There's like a handful (laughs) of people And so like one extra person, you know, committing, you know, e- even if it's a one-time thing or a monthly thing or whatever makes all the difference. And so, mm-hmm. man, it's something that, uh, you know, coastline, we continue to commit to, you know, we, we commit annually saying, Hey, we're going to give a portion of uh, X amount of dollars every, every month. Uh, because, you man know, I think that uh, bridging the gap and helping people that are in need and helping people, uh, to encouraging and empowering people to take their next step and become sufficient or find is, is incredibly important. Yeah. And so, uh, man, I'm, uh, I'm super thankful that you're still do- you're still helping out in all of this through COVID-19 coronavirus and all. Um, cause I, I, you and I know that the need's not going to stop because of it, you know, no. that's not going to, that's not going to take a break. And so I'm happy to hear that you've kind of adjusted the ways you are doing it. Um, and man, if there's, if there's ways that we can help, we definitely, we definitely do want to help, um, for, for people listening, this sounds like this podcast has been just raising awareness for bridging the gap and a large portion of it has, because I believe in what you're doing. But there's also a part where I want to challenge people. Of you know, uh, I look at Eric with admiration because, and and, and honestly, it, it kind of humbles me a little bit because I see a guy that has, in spite of what may be not might or what might not be comfortable, uh, you've still chosen to serve people and help people, uh, and and it, it really has made a difference. And I think so many times, especially with what we're going through right now people choose comfort first. They choose, man, what can I, you know, I want to feel safe. I want to make sure that, you know, everything is is kosher and I want to stay home and do whatever, make sure my family's provided for. Uh, But to, to remember that, and there's still, there's still a need. There's still, you know, um, not, I I don't know of how many people in the, the United States pass away each year for malnutrition or from starvation. But I was, I was talking to someone the other day and they say, you know, COVID-19 is I'm not sure what the stats are on how many people have died from, from coronavirus Yeah, Brandon sent them earlier. Um, it was like in the, the hundreds for United States, I think, and you know, thousands of cases. But since the beginning of the year of 2020, there has been over a million people in the world that has passed away from malnutrition or starvation you know it's it's and 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 that's one of those things that we do have a cure for for Mm -hmm. right i mean Mm -hmm. we we know how to how to keep people from starving to death yeah right right and um and so man I, i think for what you're doing and helping feed the hungry man that's that's what, that's what Christ would do in this type of situation. Um, and so keep serving. And for us, I mean, I think it's a challenge for us to not choose comfort, uh, but to choose the challenge of serving and loving and connecting with the people that God's put in our path. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah. Well, dude, I want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your day and, um, I know you said that Bridging the Gap is open on, is it Tuesdays and Thursdays?
2: Yeah, we're open Tuesday and Thursday from nine to three. Typically if this, if the virus wasn't going on now, we'd be available. We do Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for anything to do with the computer and other stuff, but we just won't be able to do that right now. So it is open Tuesday and Thursday, nine to three. Again, it's by appointment only. I do have the door locked, but everybody who's coming knows the, the kind of the routine. So and then I'm, yep. I'm always accessible um, by phone. You know, I return yep. all my phone calls, all the emails. Um, and then you were asking about as far as giving goes, we actually, on our website, there's a donate, there's a thing for donating. And we Perfect. also, you had set up the thing uh, through Coastline Church for me uh, yeah. in the drop down menu. So through the church as well, there's a way to give, um, whether it's one time or reoccurring. Yeah. And it, like you said, it doesn't matter the amount. Everything, everything helps and everything goes towards food and and the resources for the place.
0: So that, that link is coastline forward slash give. And there's, I mean, obviously we're not taking, there's no percentage or whatever. We're taking off the top of that. We're directing it completely to, to you guys. And so go give them a follow, give them a like, uh, if you need to call Eric, you're more than welcome to answer your call and respond to your text right away. Um, if you want to drop off some goods Tuesday and Thursday, they're available, um, and, and, uh, yeah, man, we're excited for, uh, all that you're doing in our community. And if there's something more that we can do to help, let us know, dude, I appreciate you and I uh, appreciate what you and Cynthia are doing and, and choose not to live in comfort, but to, uh, to live up, live in the challenge that Christ has called you to. So I think it's a big deal.
2: All right. Well, guys, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Is there right I pray for you guys real quick? Yes.
0: God, I thank you so much for bridging the gap. I thank you for, uh, the calling you put on Eric. Uh, and, Lord, I pray that you continue to provide and protect him uh, and give him a vision for the future, for what's ahead. Uh, and, Lord, I pray that you would connect the right people at the right time so that he could continue to do what you've called him uh, called him to do. Lord, I thank you uh, that he is uh, being your hands and feet and bridging the gap uh, for people that are in need. Continue to have your way. Amen. Amen. All right, dude. Love you guys. And uh, this has been uh, Coastline Convo's podcast number two. Pod two uh, take two Pod two take two. if you want to uh, if you want to listen or get uh, notifications for the next one, hit the subscribe button down below. Um, and we'll see you next week. Peace peace. Thanks. As always, coastline, know that you are loved and that the best is yet to come.